Are you ready to tackle your goals? Like creating a course, launching a podcast, opening a storefront, or growing your team? It's time to take action, and I'm here to help. My name's Kelsey Knudsen, and this is the Get Shit Done Podcast. Learn from industry experts, fellow entrepreneurs, and your favorite business coach, aka me. We keep it real and share all of the struggles and triumphs, plus the good, bad, and ugly parts of running a business. Get ready for some real, honest conversations about life, business, and mindset, all to help you be inspired and ready to take on the world. Now let's jump on in to this week's episode. It's not the algorithm, it's not the economy, and it's not that your industry is saturated. You're not experiencing success because you haven't paused to define what success means for you, and your business is suffering because of it. Today, we're going to dive into how to define success on your terms in a way that helps you make really smart, intentional business decisions to ultimately help you accomplish your goals and get shit done. Are you ready? Let's jump on in. I want you to imagine that you are playing a game of soccer. You're playing soccer. You can picture you're outside. It's cold, clear, crisp air. It's maybe a little dewy. There's leaves on the ground blue sky, sunny. You can picture it, right? Now, I want you to imagine what if you're playing this game and no one is keeping score? How do you know who's won? How do you know what changes to make for your next game? How do you know if you should be excited or sad or frustrated or introspective? Now, I want you to take it a step further. Imagine you're playing a game of soccer. No one's keeping score and there's actually no net and no cone. How do you know if you've scored? Where is the line? Where does that exist? How do you know if you're really close but not quite there? I want you to take this an even further step. And I want you to imagine you're playing soccer. No one's keeping score. You don't have a net or cones defining where the goal is. And everyone's wearing the same exact color. How do you know who's on your team? How do you know if you've won? How do you know if you've lost? How do you know if certain players are struggling or really going above and beyond? Who can you trust? You can see how lost and confusing that would be. And I get it. When we're kids, that's what sports is. You know, we play just to play. And I understand that. But in this example, I want you to take that concept and apply it to your business. Imagine if you don't, no one is keeping score in your business. Imagine if you don't have the net or the cones defining where the goal is. And imagine if you don't even know who is or is not on your team. And this, my friend, is why we're having this conversation today because. In a season where it could be so easy to think about the future, planning for the next year, setting intentions, I think it's extremely important to pause and really get clear on what success means in the first place. Because at the end of the day, if you set all these goals and affirmations and intentions out there, but you're not definitive on where you're headed, how do you know if you've ever gotten to where you want to go? If it's just some loose place of success? And that's why we're talking about this. And I think the biggest thing I want you to walk away with here is that it has to be tailored to you. It has to be defined in a way that makes sense to you in a way that you can also have your team super fired up and super clear on what it means for them. So as you can imagine, we're not going to play soccer without keeping score. We're not going to play soccer without the net and the goal And we're not going to do it with everyone wearing the same color and unclear of who plays what role, when, where, why. (laughs) We're going to define those things for you. And I think there's some factors to consider before you sit down to map this out. And I think this work is extremely important to do. 
And here's the deal. It never stops. Just because you define success for your business and yourself today doesn't mean a year from now you sit down and do the same exercise because guess what, my friend? Sometimes things change. Sometimes you've scored the goal or you've won the game and you need to create some new metrics. Sometimes you pivot or maybe you start to serve a different audience or maybe you start to offer different services or maybe you want to change your business altogether. Regardless, this is not something that's just final. But this is something that you get to do right now that's going to set you up for success, clarity, precision, execution in the way you need for the new year. So I have three things I want you to think about when it comes to these metrics, because we're kind of talking about two things here. You have to define what that success means, and then we have to create a way to measure it. You know, so often when I ask people, what does success mean to you? They use words like freedom, peace, calm. I need to find a way to measure that though, because how do you ever know if you got there besides a feeling? So we're going to dive a little deeper into this. And I have three things I want you to keep in mind as you're doing it. The first thing is this. It's not what others tell you to measure. One more time. It's not what others tell you to measure. When you're creating these metrics, if other people are saying, hey, you really need to pay attention to the number of likes on your Instagram posts or the number of dollars you spend on Facebook ads, or the number of clicks you get on your emails that you send out every week, but that is not what your goal is, then that you're measuring the wrong thing, right? So imagine, back to my soccer analogy, if your business is the game of soccer and you're measuring how many times somebody, I don't know, blocks the goal with their hands, Does that really tell you anything about how to score? No, it helps you measure what they did to protect. Those are two different things. So we need to really calibrate our measurement system to capture what we're going for. Here's a great example. If your goal, if your definition of success is a dollar amount in revenue for 2024, then how do we measure that along the way? Maybe it's number of sales. Maybe it's revenue per month. Maybe it's average dollars spent per customer. And what's crazy about that, those are all different metrics that all capture money in a different way. Maybe it's a combination of all three. But the first point here I want you to understand is this. Stop searching, reaching out to other people to tell you what to measure. You have to decide what to measure yourself. Here's the thing though. If you don't know how to measure it, That's where you can get help and support. That's where a coach could be helpful or a chamber of commerce or reaching out to other resources. But at the end of the day, you have to be the one to understand what you're measuring and why. So point one, it's not what others tell you to measure. It's what can you measure that makes sense in your mind to help you make decisions that align with your big picture goal and definition of success. Point two, what is the point of a PL if you don't understand it? I am so fired up about this topic because the amount of business owners I have worked with who hand off the whole keys, the car, everything to their CPA, their financial person, and never look at their numbers ever again is alarming. That being said, I am what I would call a napkin math kind of girl. I keep it real simple. I look at how much money came in and out in the last month, and I allow those numbers to help me make decisions in my business. It's that simple. Is that proper accounting? No. My accountant might be listening to this and he's probably like, oh my God, (laughs) this is why you have me. But at the end of the day, I am not an accountant. I'm a business owner. I need to look at my numbers in a way that can help me make decisions. And when I'm confused, 
like uh, B&O. We live in Washington state. We have B&O tax. I actually had a question about that. I hit up my accountant. So when I don't understand a certain thing and I have to make decisions around money and I don't understand it, that's when I reach out to them. But it is not their job just to be my CFO of my business. That is not what an accountant is supposed to do. And just because someone is an expert in their field, if they don't communicate in a way where you understand your numbers in a way to make decisions, I would argue maybe it's time to look for someone else to partner with. And I know that's a sore subject because I have helped more clients than I can count (laughs) find new people because at the end of the day, there was a lot of shame and guilt wrapped up in their money situation. It cost them time and money, tax penalties, so many issues. So please, if you are someone who avoids looking at your finances, I'm shaking you on the shoulder right now. You have to face them. You have to find a way to understand them. And that's why defining success in a way that makes sense to you is so important. And the revenue, the cash, that piece of it is a part of the puzzle because aiming for quote unquote freedom sounds nice, but if we don't measure it, we don't know if we ever got there. And that's where I think success can be more than just the numbers. I do think that there's a part of it where it's a feeling. It's looking at your calendar and your calendar's representative of boundaries that you've built in your business. I think that's awesome. But what I'm talking about today is creating these really definitive points of measurement so you know you're on the right path. And numbers have to be a part of the puzzle. And again, if you don't understand them, hit me up. I'd be happy to chat through my perspective with it and how I help clients with it. And I might kick you in the butt and say, hey, you should probably reach out to a different CPA. (laughs) Point number three here is this. What is the point of looking at follower numbers if you cannot correlate that to profits? That last part is crucial because there's actually a time and place where I believe there is a correlation between social media presence and profits. I would argue that's mostly the product space for the most part. There's a few caveats to that. But back to my earlier point about measuring the right stuff, if you are obsessing over how many Instagram followers you have, but you are not looking at how much you are spending on your business every month, Houston, we have a problem. Just because you're looking at numbers doesn't mean you're looking at the right numbers. And that's the point I'm really trying to make here. And that's where before you sit down and start looking at a bunch of KPIs, key performance indicators... I want you to create your own measurement system that aligns with your big picture goals that tells you the story of what's going on in your business. So for me, and I used to be this way, I used to really care about how many followers I had. I had a spreadsheet. I'd keep track of it. I could not tell you how many I have today. No idea because that doesn't tell me the immediate health of my business. But you know what does? What numbers are interesting and important to me? I look at how many people apply to work with me. I have an application on my website to work with me one-on-one. I look at how many people apply and then I look at how many discovery calls I have a month. That number is interesting to me because that tells me there's interest in my offer and the number of people I can convert into my offer tells me I'm doing something right. If I have a hard time converting people, then I need to dig deeper and find more data to give me more input so I can make changes in my business if that makes sense. And that's why this conversation around success is so important because if I didn't have that clarity, I wouldn't know where to go seek out those numbers or data points. And I wouldn't know if I was doing a good job or not. I used to say, you know, I don't feel successful. That's something I would say a lot. And it's because I 
did not define what that meant for me. So in my mind, I have a dollar amount that leads to success. Here's the caveat, people. It's not just the dollar amount. It's that dollar amount and the mindset and the work-life balance and the things I'll be able to do if I have that amount in the bank. It's that entire story, that full big picture that I have so clearly defined, not only in my mind, but literally written down above my head right here. It's a combination of all of those things that allows me to be so intentional right now. I know exactly what things I need to double, triple, quadruple down on, and I know exactly what things I need to let go, streamline, outsource. I am, I don't know if you can feel the energy, but I'm laser focused this season. And it's because I took the time to define success for myself. No one could do it for me. And no number is my full identity. I also want to say that too. Just because I have a revenue amount that I am aiming for does not define who I am. And it doesn't mean if I don't get there, I'm a failure. But if I'm aiming for that number and I know what metrics to count and look at that will help tell me if I'm on the path to that number or not, that's where I can start to make different decisions in business. Hey fam, we're making some changes on the podcast and that means no more ads. At the end of the day, I wanna help you get more shit done. I think the best way to do that is to really make this all about the show and all about community and accountability because at the end of the day, you have to go and take action on this stuff. So my one ask today is for you after this episode, log into your Facebook account, type in Get Shit Done Club and join our online community where we can take the conversation and action to the next level for your business. Now back to the show. So to wrap up those three things, I want you to consider number one, it's not what others tell you to measure. It's what you can measure that helps you make decisions. Number two, what is the point of a PL if you don't understand it? So if you are getting these quote unquote reports from your financial people and you are just throwing them away, you're not looking at them, you don't understand it. You don't understand how there's a huge difference between what's on paper and what's in the bank account. It's time to buck up and it's time to get the answers and either challenge, ask, your financial person to explain them to you, or maybe get some help outside of industry that can help you translate those documents because it's super important for you to understand the financial health of your business. Point number three, what is the point of looking at follower numbers if you can't correlate that to profits? All that to say is create points of measurement that help you make decisions. So now that we had a couple caveats, I want to really dive into three specific tips that will help you know what to measure. And again, just as I said from the beginning of this, it has to be tailored to you and where you're going in the industry that you're in. And in a way that makes sense in your mind. I don't care if you write these answers each month on the back of a napkin. It doesn't need to be in some fancy tech system. It's just that you're taking the time to pause and look at this information to help you make decisions. So I have three tips when it comes to you building your your success metric, if you will. Number one is this. The numbers don't lie, but they don't tell the whole story. Numbers don't lie, but they don't tell the whole story. What that really means is if you are just measuring revenue, so cash that came in the door, but say you took half the month off of for vacation, on paper, that number alone is going to feel like you had a quote unquote bad month. But when you factor in how many days you actually worked, different story, right? I mean, again, depending on what size of the business you're in and if you are the main service provider in your business. 
But that's a great example to showcase the fact that you can't just look at the numbers and have that be enough. Just like you can't write out your feelings and have that be enough. We need both the quantitative and the qualitative information to help us know if we're on the path to success or not. Number two, the goal is to be able to determine what works and what doesn't to make decisions. That's it. So when I'm defining success for myself, like I said, I have my big picture, my financial amount I'm aiming for. I've also done tons of visualization exercises of what that would look like, what what that will feel like, what car am I driving, the house that we own, all of that. So it's a mix of the two. But at the end of the day, I have to know if I look at the last week, was I focusing on the right stuff? And are the numbers and the reflection either aligning with where I'm going or in conflict with where I'm going, I guess is the way that I would word that. That's it. That's all I care about when it comes to measuring this stuff. And I'm going to share a story with you that I think illustrates this beautifully. When I started, I'm sure many of you know my story, but if you're new here, I built a course like a lot of people do and nobody bought it because I did not talk about it. I didn't focus on building an audience. The irony is I actually think I could build a course and sell it today, but that's not on the radar for me currently. I have other things that are more aligned with my why and things honestly that I feel like I could perfect even further. So I'm in a different headspace, different mindset. That being said, there was a season in my business where I was constantly looking for these subject matter experts to help me get to that quote unquote next level, whatever that meant. I again was not defined in my success. I just was loosely aiming for more, whatever that meant. One of the things I did was hire a Pinterest expert. And this person was great at what they did. From a technical standpoint, they were awesome. Every month they would give me a recap of how my pins were doing on Pinterest. A lot of experts in the area say that Pinterest is the place to be. It's the fastest growing. It's super important. And I I think there's a time and place where something like that makes sense. But I eventually, I guess I'll spoil the story for you and say I eventually came to a point where I realized that's not where my time and energy should go in my business because every report was showing my pins were getting more quote unquote traction. But the number I really started to measure was sales of my course and the correlation wasn't there. And that's when I realized though On the Pinterest side of things, it looked like I was growing. I'm getting in front of more people. My pins are (laughs) being pinned more. On the other end of the spectrum, I'm not selling the course. And the whole point in Pinterest is to sell the course. Granted, I know there's a lot more involved in everything, but at that specific point in business, it became clear that that was not working. And I would not have realized that had I not looked on the revenue side. If I had just looked at that Pinterest recap I got every month, I would assume I'm quote unquote successful, but I'm not in the business of just getting eyes on my stuff. I am here to help people and serve people. And part of that is getting them to pay me money so I can help them deeper in their business. Granted, this podcast is free. I have a community that's free. I have tons of resources for people, but I share that example because if I had only paid attention to the Pinterest numbers, it did not tell the full story. So I share that because on the quote unquote analytics side, and I think social media is so guilty of this. There's so many dashboards. They track so many metrics. What's your target age group? Are they male or female or what age are they? What area are they located in? It provides a ton of data, which is great. But if you don't sit down to define what data you're paying attention to, 
You can spend a whole day looking at your metrics and not learn a whole lot about your business. So again, sit and create points of measurement that help you tell a bigger picture story of where you're going. Point number three is this. Once you choose what to measure, create a system that you'll use and stick to for at least three months to see if it works. That last one's the hardest because I can't do it for you. No one can do it for you. You have to do it. And I think so many people struggle with that last point because they're looking for this quick hack, this shortcut, the accelerator program. Guess what? In business, in this specific conversation today about success and defining it and measuring it, there is no accelerator program. It's creating the metrics, it's measuring it, and then it's time. And that's it. That's not something that can be rushed. That's not something that anyone can do for you. But it's also cool because it allows you to take the pressure off of yourself. So many business owners I talk to feel like they're doing horribly or they're not where they want to be and there's shame and their guilt. there's guilt, especially if there's financial hardship involved. And you'll be surprised the amount of businesses who on paper on the outside look like they are thriving, but internally are also struggling in different areas of business. If anything, that's something I've learned a ton this year. And it's been really humbling, but also empowering because we all can learn and grow from each other. And I share that because if you just feel, quote unquote, like you're not doing well, but you haven't defined what well is, you are really setting yourself up for failure. You're going to have a hard time. And I know I didn't give you specifically measure these 10 things in your business to know if you're successful because I really want you to come up with it yourself because you have to be able to do this for yourself. It evolves and changes when you're in different chapters of business. It changes when you have employees or contractors. It changes when you have a business partner. It changes when you add a second or third location to your business. All those different life events change things for you. And so you need to be able to pick up and redefine success in each of those moments. And I can't be the one to do it for you. So if you're listening to this episode and you understand how important it is to define what success means for you, but you don't know where to start, I highly encourage you to do this one thing. I run a free online community where I go live every week. And now our live is actually a Zoom call every single Wednesday, 9 a.m. PST. And if you're listening to this episode this week in two days, we are going live we're going to talk about this exact topic. And what's cool about it is it's not just me. There's other people in the room who may help you identify what metrics to measure or how to define success for yourself. I highly encourage you to join. Like I said, it's free. Your other option is you can pay me the big bucks to come and work in your business and help you out. I would love to talk about that. But at the end of the day, most people won't even hop on the free thing because at the end of the day, you're the one that has to do the work. And I come from a place of compassion here because I think so many of us have this really high convoluted expectation of what we want our business to look like, feel like, be. And we obsess about these things, obsess about maybe working from a beach and being able to work whatever hours you want. But if you don't define it, how do you know if you're there? And on the other end of the spectrum, you have people who are so money motivated, but they don't look at the full picture. They don't look at the quality of life they have, how much free time they have, how much time they have for hobbies and friends and family. So I guess what I'm really getting at here is you need both. You need to clearly define it from the number side of things, but you need to tell the full, complete story. You have to have the full picture to know where you're aiming for and why. 
Because at the end of the day, success means nothing if you're working all the time and you have zero work-life balance and no time for your friends and family. Sure, you hit your number goal, but then what? Then what? What is your worth as a person? What is your value as a person? And I just, I encourage you to do this exercise. I think it's so incredibly important. And it's something that I, (laughs) as I'm talking, I'm like, gosh, every single one of my clients should start here. They do in an extent, but I think I'm going to push harder moving forward. Thanks to you. And I really encourage you to join our online community. It's called the Get Shit Done Club. It's on Facebook. If you are watching this episode, listening to this episode, it's included in the show notes too, if you forget how to search for that. But I'd love to see you in there. And I just encourage you to really define what success means for you. Because at the end of the day, if you don't know where you're going, how do you know if you ever got there? Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope it was valuable and prepared you to take bold, decisive action. And remember, there's no shortcut for the show up. So go do the thing. Check out KelseyMarieKnutson.com slash podcast for all the notes and resources we mentioned in the episode. If you found the podcast extra helpful, please leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, or share it with someone who needs to hear it. As always, I love what I do, and it's because of you. That's all for now. Let's make this month matter and get shit done.